welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. Today's topics, dear to my heart, are Howard Phillips Lovecraft and his work, and trouble with processed meats. You have the weirdest topics. In addition, we'll also talk about doing our podcast. Okay, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about H.P. Lovecraft. Now, I know that you are uh, exceptionally well-versed in H.P. Lovecraft. I am. And I am not. I'm okay. kind of a new, new kind of a, a yes. I've gone into, into H.P. Lovecraft relatively recently. Well, in the last two or three years. Um, I've read some of H.P. Lovecraft. I've read At the Mountains of Madness, which yep, is the, yep. the, the bigger work that that's, he's done. That's sort of Lovecraft's Silmarillion. Silmarillion, yep. Or his, if someone who doesn't know the Silmarillion, it would be the... Bible. The Bible. So, <laughs> Pretty um, much. Uh, so... I had this kind of thought the other day about Lovecraft because there was a time when I was reading lots and lots of Lovecraft, uh-huh. and I can't do it now. Okay, and I, I wanted to know why. Why? Why am I no longer interested in reading? Not that I'm no longer interested. Why am I not actively seeking well, so, out to so read you're not Lovecraft? Bin, you're not binging yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah. And the reason why is when I was listening to Lovecraft, my life was uh, I was freelancing. I had a lot of extra free time. Uh, not that I mean money was really a big problem but as far as my brain being overtaxed was yep. kind of like easier to do and these very dark awful mm. stories mm. Uh, where I could handle it and now my thought is because my job is so takes up so much bandwidth I'm yeah. constantly you know in the you know 8.30 at night my brain goes ah, you gotta make sure you do that thing tomorrow yeah. you know and I so the idea of, of reading these super super dark stories is less appealing to me okay and I'm trying I've actually thought maybe I could figure out a way to find time where I can Kind of well, clear always, my mind and well, make it happen. I mean, there's always audiobooks. You know, you're no, the car, that's the thing. Even audiobooks, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just, it, uh, it's just the the idea of like listening to something so dark. And and I think that that's we can talk about that. There's there's horror movies and there's there's dark, dark stories, but the the entire theme of H.P. Lovecraft, the point of it is so. You know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. About how, how well, the, okay. The, so so getting back, the, like nobody wins at the end of an H.P. Lovecraft. Generally not. Generally, not. although it's it's funny uh, what you're talking about because um, let let me just start by saying there's, in my estimation, and I believe Lovecraft felt the same way. There is a difference between horror. And horrible, okay? Saw is not a horror film. It's a horrible film. It's about watching people suffer. It's about gratuitous violence. It's about torture. Okay? It's titillating. In, it's, in it's, it's, in it's, it's titillating to some, but but in many ways, it's just sort of a traumatic thing to watch. There's, there's very little, unless you're sort of into, into torture itself and you enjoy yeah. seeing people suffer, there's nothing particularly creepy about it. It's just some maniac torturing people, okay? Yeah. So that's horrible, and you see horrible, uh, the, the Jason movies are horrible. It's, it's teenagers being hacked up. And Horror is different. Okay, Horror at its base should be fun. It should be fun. You should, when you're reading it, it should be fun. And one of the reasons why horror is fun is because generally horror involves monsters or ghosts or witches or black magic stuff that you don't really think is real really oh okay so okay. there's a little bit of a fa- fantasy so it's a little sort of it, a it, it gives you a little distance to say yeah. okay you know it's it's not really this guy's not getting really 
because it's, it's there's no monster yeah. like that, you know. And, and it's true know, because when I when I read H.P. Lovecraft, I don't believe that any of those no, of creatures not. exist. And, and, you know? and, and in fact, yeah. it's actually kind of interesting. In many ways, as a kid, I was very superstitious. I was afraid of the devil. I was afraid of these these kinds of things. And when I discovered Lovecraft, you know, it's all made up. For God's sakes, it's there's no Cthulhu. No, there's no book that's out yeah. there, you know. So you don't worry I think about that I think some people when they read horror are literally scared they're reading the devil's work or whatever you know, Lovecraft is he, he said look it's all made up it's mm. just for fun so that being said it's gory it's disturbing there's a lot of there's a lot of disturbing stuff um, but Lovecraft at his base wants you to have fun when you read his stories uh, okay I'm not gonna say I agree I'm not gonna say I agree with you because having read Lovecraft generally yeah. you know there's there's no there's no heroic deed that saves the day. I mean, even if, even if you go not. if you go into um uh you mentioned um Friday the Thirteenth yeah uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis at the end of that film she survives right doesn't she Actually, the, that, the that first was ha- one? that was Halloween Halloween yeah. Halloween the yeah. Friday the Thirteenth yes. Halloween oh, movie. she she no she beats it. I think she puts a coat hanger in she his eye co- and yeah, she gets she, away you she know, wins so, you know yeah. and in general yeah. there's a lot of death and destruction and horribleness but there's there's that positive there's that positive thing, thing. Well, again, okay. You know, so uh, overcoming, the, overcoming the evil, yes, or overcoming whatever, yes. and nobody does that in HP Lovecraft. In HP Lovecraft, usually when you survive, it's sort of by dumb luck. That's usually the only time. <laughs> if you if you do live through it, you're you're just kind of a lucky, lucky guy. But I think um, yes, uh, that's a point well taken. Um, one of the uh, I've done a lot of thinking about this, and I, I'm not sure how much I want to get into it. But Lovecraft was the Watson and Crick of horror. Okay, uh, Watson and Crick were two genetic researchers yeah. that, that basically DNA. discovered DNA, which of course had, had been had been half done by other um, other scientists. Uh, and and he Watson and Crick, what they did was they took work that other people were doing and they just kind of put it together and made a new thing. Out oh, of, of course, it. well that's, um, that's so yeah. so you know, and of course nothing in a vacuum, but but uh, Lovecraft did that uh, with the works of William Hope Hodgson, Arthur McKen. And Algernon Blackwood. And he took these three guys who had these different ideas. They're all sort of different. And he put them together and came up with something new. All right. And the funniest thing is his ideas are all mirrored in those three authors with one big exception. Those authors were Christian men of faith. And Lovecraft took that away when he made his cosmology. Ah, There is no God to save you. There is no higher cause. If you read William, so, Ho- William Pope Hodgson, it's always hilarious. There's the Karnacki ghost hunter stories where this guy, he's like a ghost investigator. And he always screws up. He always ends up at this point where his soul's about to be destroyed. And every single time a light comes down and saves him. Because God's like, oh, no, I don't want you to die. Uh, You're okay. And so Lovecraft's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. no. So, and, and again, I, I'm not, I love H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. I love it. I just, yeah. I'm, so don't get me wrong. But, but so let's. Can you can you give like a brief uh, description of a, a typical Lovecraft story? Like you don't have to tell 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 it as a story. Okay, so, but just, so for people who have maybe never never listened to Lovecraft and you want to know what's the typical formula or the typical path arc that a, that a H.P. Lovecraft story will take, and okay. and what is it in that path that is different than another another type of, of, of well, horror story? So most Lovecraft stories have the same basic. Well, I shouldn't say, but generally the theme in Lovecraft is people are poking around in places, in things, in books, in whatever that they shouldn't be poking around with. If you really were to really sum up Lovecraft, curiosity killed the cat. 
That's that's usually what what. But there's what, also what the, the futility of 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 uh, humanity and it's, it's oh yeah 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 it's a, so it's, it's so, meaninglessness and there's a yes, whole host of yes, other yes. things in there yeah, that are, the, the, that are very, one of the best that are uh, very less cheerful yeah what what are the one of the uh, great uh, I can't I can't exactly quote it but uh, in Call Cthulhu it says you know we, we we live in a placid island of ignorance amongst black seas of infinity that's okay. cheerful and is that's it's amazing and the idea is that you know humanity i want that on my morning coffee <laughs> mugs <laughs> exactly what was it the, the most merciful thing in the universe in the world i think is the inability of the human mind to correlate its contents is that, um, is that lovecraft that's well? lovecraft yeah. that's no that's yeah. so repeat that again because i think that's a brilliant the most quote. merciful thing in the world is the inability of the human mind to correlate its contents and that's the, so we're just so we're, so we'll we're take, too dumb to realize well, ex- how exactly the, screwed we are the manifesto the Lovecraft manifesto is the first paragraph of Call of Cthulhu I mean it pretty much completely sums it up I'm almost tempted to just grab it and read it um, but basically that's what it's about it's about that the universe a isn't what we think it is uncaring B, and totally uncaring there's no God there's nothing to save you mm-hmm. and, no point no and, no yep. and C uh, your sanity is based on bad data. I mean, you 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 really you, the nice happy world of of motor cars and cornflakes and and going to work every day is <laughs> totally incorrect in a cosmic sense. I okay? love how cornflakes is you yeah, up well, there it's, with it's like, like your morning your, thing. You yeah, eat your cornflakes. You know. So. So it's a bleak worldview, and many people feel that the worldview was colored by his own personal experiences as, as he grew up. His his father his father died of uh, of neurosyphilis when he was about oh, uh, terrible. He was about four or five years old. And he's, he went nuts, right? You, you he, go, he was you go, cra- he was you, crazy. You insane. He, he, he was it was horrible. Was he was he cared for at home or was he? Was I he believe in he was Butler. He was in Butler. Butler. And then his his mother died in Butler as well. Uh, and so he. Well, that explains he, uh, a lot. Yeah. So he he really had this this. Uh, in fact, if you look a lot of his stories. You go crazy first, and then you die. I mean, that happens. The color yeah. out of space. You read color out of space. No, I okay. did not. No. Color of space is a quintessential Lovecraft story about his family dying. That's really yeah. what it was about. And so it's uh, you know that's what happens. The monster comes, you go crazy, and then it eats you, and that's basically it. And um, not to be you know that's obviously a gross oversimplification, but but um, that's. Um, you know, Call of Cthulhu is a good example. This guy starts piecing together this information yeah. that he never should have learned, and it shatters all sense of order in the universe for him. And he suddenly realizes that, that all the things he knew is wrong. It's actually echoed in an Algernon Blackwood story called The Man Who Found Out. It's a very strange little story about this uh, this uh, priest. This, uh, he was, he was forbidden like knowledge, forbidden yeah, word. Yeah, he, he finds like the tablets that God left on earth before God left and translates them, and then he like basically dies of depression. Let's just imagine like God leaving Earth. Yeah, like, 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 he left a like magazine that. Like in the, in the, in the yeah. cushions no, of the couch. Gonna be, you know? gonna be ca- but anyway, he reads them and apparently it's some horrendous revelation and he like dies of depression and his his friend reads them and is like, he's about to kill himself. He goes, no, wait. And he goes and finds a mesmerist to erase oh, everything he remembered yeah. and then he burns everything, you know. Um, so it's sort of, um, you know, that's kind of what happens very dramatically. The other thing I think is great about Lovecraft is um, he would just wait in there and just, Whatever he thought was fun, he would do. There, there's a, 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 a story by uh, Arthur McKen uh, about um, uh, removing the veil. You, know, you remove the veil and you see reality as it really is. You know, so it's, it's, it's called seeing Pan, the great god Pan. So he does it to this poor girl and she, she looks around, freaks out, screams and dies of insanity, right? Mm. So, it's like the total so, perspective vortex. Right, exactly. From, from, uh, that's right. from Hitchhiker's Guide exactly, to the Galaxy. Exactly, yeah. so, exactly. It's like, you are here, you know? Uh, so she does that. So then Lovecraft's like, yeah, okay. Mm. 
I'm going to show you what the hell she saw, you know, and actually writes what happens in in this story from beyond, which is a hilarious story. It's amazing. And and I think a lot of people don't realize that Lovecraft actually had a lot of humor in his stories uh, because they're actually self-parody, like the hound Mm -hmm. to some degree from beyond are are kind of like, they're so over the top that you can tell he's kind of smiling and he does it. So, so anyway, getting back to the original thing. It's fun. It's meant to be fun. Well, it's not meant to be like, so, oh God, I'm right, going to... So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Uh, no, no, I don't need to give it a go. I, I genuinely genuinely like Lovecraft, so it's not like I have to... But so let's let's end with, very briefly, uh, if you need, somebody wanted to... You know, they're aware of Lovecraft. It's, yeah. you know, Cthulhu hats and scarves and baby clothes and yeah, 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 board sure. games and all kinds of... Yeah. Be- there's yeah. there's craft beers. Tragic, and really, that it's Get, become uh, this, but yeah, so, okay. So people are are probably more aware of it than they are of Cthulhu as a concept than they are of actually yes. reading it. What yes. would you recommend for a, a first one or two books to... to stories, rather, to read? Uh, well... Uh, you know, of course, I have my favorite Lovecraft stories. Okay, my two. In my I opinion, forget your favorite. I'm talking about. Well, no, but if, I mean, as an introduction, as an introduction, um, called Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. Um, Whisper in Darkness. Yeah, that was a tre- that one. Creep that me has out. a tremendous amount of Cthulhu knowledge in it, though. When yep. you read it, you start learning things. And then, of course, the you know Cthulhu Silmarillion, which is uh, the um, the, at, uh, at the, the Mountain's Madness. Madness. Yeah. Uh, if you read those three, you'll yep. pretty much get it. Yeah, which I have. Read, yeah. read so if you read those three, but um, uh, and of course, and my favorite Cthulhu story is is Call of Cthulhu. It's it's just it's the most per- yeah. it's his most perfect piece. Um, the of course problem, and we'll get to this in another time is it's probably his most racist it's, piece. it's and, racist and it's very, you have to it's, understand it's, and yeah. decide if you want to wait yeah into that and, and, and so but we'll actually yeah. i'd like to talk about that at a different time we'll, we'll touch on that at some point because it's it's interesting and uh, it brings up a lot of um, almost ethical questions about uh, literature then another point is that you know tyler and i are live in providence yeah. and it's the home of hp lovecraft, lovecraft yeah. and he's he's buried in um what's the name of the cemetery swan point cemetery, swan point yeah. cemetery which is yeah. not a where is it it's east East Providence? No, it's here on the east side. It's on the east side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's buried here. His home is here, and they have the H.P. Lovecraft convention. I think it's called um, Necronomicon. Uh, Necronomicon. Yeah. Necronomicon is here, and if you do read Call of Cthulhu, uh, he references the Art Club, the yeah. uh, on on Thayer Street, yeah. and he references a lot of the buildings. So it's a lot. It's pretty, a lot of his stories uh, yeah. t- take place in, in Rhode Island. Uh, mm-hmm. The the the, uh, the case of Charles Dexter, Ward, which by the way, is horrendously terrifying. Good. <laughs> it's, you know they made it. They made it. Uh, rec- not really. They made it as part of the reading list for RISD a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, but there's a lot of Providence uh, stuff in it. Oh, a lot so of Warwick and stuff. Yeah, you know, Patuxet. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. So uh, I, I would read it, but it's not an easy one. I, I read. See, I read Lovecraft to fall asleep. Okay, I, it comforts uh, me. So, I don't know how. But you- I can't read that one. I, that one's not. You don't read that one lightly. You, mm. you got to be like ready for that one because oh my god, it's terrifying. Uh, the ending is just like. Oh my God! And that's right, coming so from me. So, that, so anyway, everybody, uh, read Lovecraft, and uh, you know, uh, 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 Doctor Tyler Smith here has has uh, extensively knowledgeable about Lovecraft. So, if you have any questions, comments, or yeah, uh, or I'll or, hook you up. Yeah, uh, it, uh, you can uh, email us at podcast at pretend to imagine Thank you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Give us an email and uh, and let us know what you think about H.P. Lovecraft. And don't let the Shoggoths bite. Greg? Yes? I've been having the most terrible trouble with processed meats these days. Processed meats? Processed meats. Processed uh, deli meats. Deli meats. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. You're... 
it's frustrating. All right, so you're not talking about digestive issues or any well, kind of gastric I mean, distress. Well, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of heartburn going, and obviously, you know, certain processed meats. And actually, in fact, that's actually true. Uh, meats with nitrates can increase heartburn because it uh, relaxes the lower esophageal sphincter oh. and the acid sloshes up. But anyway, no, the that's acid not a, sloshes. The sloshes. Sloshes. Yeah, the acid, acid will slosh up into your into your esophagus and give you all kinds of issues. But uh, so yeah, you know, hot dogs and and you know pastrami. Yes. And kinds of yes. So what's so, your problem? So, well, the problem I have was, my problem is the surprises you get. Oh. I mean, okay, look, olive loaf, right? I mean, yes. clearly there's all kinds of weird things in the olive loaf. You know, you, you look at it, there's like these little olives and there's this space well, that, and bubbles. Kind of the point of olive. You know, I'm not that, surprises, so but the little that, bits and but things. But that's okay. The- you can, you know, but the other day I was, I had, a, I bought some bologna. And I was uh, making myself a bologna sandwich, as I will do from time to time, like it with mustard. And I peel off the top bologna, and I look down, and right in the middle is a nipple. No. <laughs> and the weird You're thing lying. was, You're lying. as I peeled it, the nipple got smaller and smaller. Obviously, it was several sections through that nipple that I... Uh, that I you're looking at me like this is true. No, it's this is not, not true. true. This is not true. No, it's like buddy, oh. it's like the story of I've been into a hot dog and I found a vein. Oh. You know, it's... <laughs> So, okay. So you're joking around about I'm joking now, around I gotta about tell you, meats. I remember when I found out I was young, I'm a teenager, or probably probably younger than a teenager. I, I always thought, like, when you go to the supermarket and you see the giant chunk of roast beef at the deli, yeah. that was like a part of the animal that they sliced off. Well, it depends, depends it, on the deli. Some are, some aren't. Uh, is the thing. I think it's just it's just coagulated meat bits well, that it, comes together and forms a lot of, yeah, a lot tube of, of, of roast yeah, beef yeah. or whatever it did, is. Did you ever watch Mr. Rogers? The, yes. There was an episode where they showed how they made hot dogs. And, I mean, it's a slurry. Oh, it's, 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 so, it's, right. it's a, we'll get to hot dogs in a minute. Yeah. But, um, so what was I talking about? The uh, You're talking about how processed meats are often right, oh, just a... So the thing that I hate, so th- that's disgusting to me. It's it's coagulated yeah. meat bits. Yeah. But then... It's also I, filled with gums and, I, and, and water. So that I remember when you I... You can chew that chicken. <laughs> I remember when I was eating, it was uh, deli turkey. Yeah. And I'm like, eating this turkey. And some of it is like fibrous. It looks like turkey muscle. And sometimes you have deli turkey or, or, or chicken and it... it it's it's more like bologna. And yeah. I'm like, why is there an air bubble? Yeah. In this chicken or meat? or in you this, know in a, this or a beak? No, there's no beak. <laughs> but the the air bubble is in there because it's it's ground up. Ma- yeah. No, yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Well, no, they, they, that's what they do. And you can honestly, if you, I mean, sure, we've we've all had sliced turkey, real sliced turkey, and it's as you said, you can see a kind of cellular structure. There's a structure to it, yeah. you know. And but if you get this sort of like homogenous white uh, mass, then air it's, bubbles. Uh, it's air bubbles and 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 um and I think it tastes very different. No, um, oh yeah, no, it it's a does. tremendous difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the thing is, uh, I was watching um, how it's made. Yeah, which I call docuzac. Yeah, like there's muzak. Right, docuzac. You just put it and on the background. Time, yeah. There was a time when I would watch um, how it's made, which I love, and I would look and see what the topics were. Because I wanted to make sure it was something I was interested in. Yeah. I, this is on the guide on the cable. Yeah. And and then I discovered that they could be talking about aglets, you know, the uh, uh, grommets. Um, you know, I know uh, what an aglet or, is. Or, you know what an aglet is. Yeah. Well, oars, you know, boat oars, and, um, you know, sunglasses. Yeah. The most boring topics in the world. And I would be raptured, yeah. just in rapture. So they had hot, how hot dogs are made. Yeah. So this is what we saw, how hot dogs are made. 
the meat comes in, it's meat carcasses. So it looks like a meat carcass, yeah, except, sure. there's no, except there's no meat on it. Right. It's mostly fat and bone and cartilage right. and little little strips of meat the, the on leavings. there. Right, and they, 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 they come off the truck, and I'm like, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Right, and they bring those things in, and they throw it into a vat. And, it, and it's stainless steel, everything is white, people in lab coats, super clean. Yeah. Nothing, nothing off-putting. Yeah. They grind up all the stuff. They they rend all the the meat off the bone and the and the fat and the car, all that stuff mm, comes off the bone. And it was all fine. Nothing about that. Fat. And then there was this stainless steel vat again in this very sterile, clean, awesome room. Well, it's better than a wooden vat. There's an eight inch tube above the vat, and out of this tube is this pink meat slurry. Yeah. And yeah. the word meat slurry, just, I'm, yeah. I'm going to gag saying it. It looked like McDonald's strawberry milkshake, and it was piling up in the top of the. It, it was as it poured down pink and foam. filled the vat. Yeah. It, it kind of mounded up. Yeah, yeah. And and it was this pure pink. And yeah. I swear to you, I did not eat. It was about three, two, three years. I didn't touch a hot dog. And even now, because of that, because of that show, I have a little bit, little problem eating hot dogs. You you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, are you getting, are you getting edit, enough? That's getting enough oxygen. Um, so, now, did you hear a rumor? I don't know if this is true. We, we might have to ask Varpus to check this out. But is it is it true that that McDonald's meat has a sort of pink foam kind of a deal? No, no, no. It, I, but they did it one time. So it's called pink slime. Pink slime. Yeah. And what it is, it's they take. I think they take like the the problem is when you have meat. If it's meat that's on the surface. There's a potential for it to have bacteria. Yeah. And if it's meat inside, then there's less of a problem. Right, correct. So what they do is they take the surface meat. This is vaguely what I understand. Or, or meat near the bone. I think that's what it was. Like the, the muscles that's that's in contact with the bone or in contact with other parts of the carcass. That's, those strips of meat is has a potential to have a have a problem with bacteria or some something. And they grind it all up. Yeah. And they introduce ammonia. Okay. And the ammonia, ah, the, the ammonia, ammonia kill, into, kills everything. Right. And but you wind up with this pink slime. So they yeah. use it as a filler. They just put it back back into the beef and it's it's fine. You know, it sounds gross. I, mean, I don't want it. It doesn't you know, I think it should be removed. Well, but, you, you eat but, Big Macs. I've seen I you do it. it. Well, I don't think McDonald's has used it in their in their ground beef in a long time. And they don't yeah. use it in the, they used to use it in the chicken nuggets. They don't I, use I it actually in heard that someone did a a DNA analysis of a McDonald's hamburger and they were 213 separate cow genomes in it. So it's not exactly like a, you know, a single burger comes from a single cow. It's kind of more of a conglomeration of, of well, whatever. I, so you, McDonald's does that. But what about every other oh, I'm manufacturer? Sure they all of, and who cares? Sure and, and really, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's all meat anyway. You know, so a lot yeah. of these things, like, again, pink slime, I'm not a fan. I don't want it in my food. But as far as being alarmed about it, and it's the, it's, it's, why is it happening? It's, it's, I actually, uh, I went on the pink slime diet. I just got pink slime oh. and ate it. And boy, boy, I'll tell you something, you know. <laughs> Asteroids, man. Asteroids, as far as I can see. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... I'm going to give baloney another chance. I, I think it's, it's despite everything. Nipple-free. Right? Yeah, nip, you you nipple can free. request nipple-free baloney. I, yeah, and I, I just cannot believe that sentence came out of my mouth. That's awesome. That's um, that's awesome. That we can share it with yeah. our th- well, thirty things, listeners. The, well, I think this, we have about thirty listeners. <laughs> thirty, we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the podcast is 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 out there now. Yeah, so I know. That's we, a, actually, that's another. Let's segue into that because I mean, I, I think that's a, this is kind of interesting. Uh, so just so everybody knows, um, very recently, uh, just about a week ago, actually, we got on uh, iTunes and we got on Stitcher. And uh, I made an announcement on uh, the po- the podcast Facebook page, um, and uh, we have a tracker that's tracking who's listening to what episode. 
And uh, here's no, no, don't, don't, don't give the numbers out. I'm not going to give the numbers no, no, out. Here's, it's, but, it's my fantasy that that everyone who listens thinks this is an epically successful podcast. Well, it so depends you you on what your your you definition wanna, of no, epically successful is. We are epically successful. We're doing fine. <clears throat> well. <laughs> Uh, I, I won't editorialize on our actual numbers, but uh, uh, but uh, but let's put it this way. Here, here's here's what came into my head. Okay, I, so first of all, uh, as you, you as every, folks here probably can tell, we enjoy this. We have a good time doing this. Uh, and uh, my attitude is, I enjoy it. And if uh, even ten people listen to it uh, and follow it, I'm more than happy to keep making it. Uh, that being said, please tell your friends. Tell you, oh, please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Your family. We don't seem to play yeah. well to people in their late fifties up. That's the sense I've been noticing. <laughs> That's not our demographic. I no, think our demographic no, 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 no. is probably yeah. well. We're like talking about Bioshock and video 50 games, down and role to playing maybe games and, six years old. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's great. And yeah, uh, uh, you, know, you know, give us five stars and tell everybody and uh, and tell us what you like, and what you don't like. We're 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 new at this. We're we're gonna. We're, you'll probably be able to tell there'll be some shifts in the tone and uh, how you know what we feel is working and isn't working as it goes on. So if you want to be a part of that and and figure out and help us make this a better podcast. Email us at pretend to imagine. No. Oh wait, no, no. no it's podcast no. at pretend to imagine. Oh, Tyler. Podcast. Can, well, you want to edit that out? Podcast. Podcast at pretend, at to, pretend to imagine. To imagine. It's at the end of every po- every podcast. You say it. I say it. I know. Oh, did you man. know we got an email? We did get an. We email. got an email. Yes. It's our I, first I, I email. can't really say. You know, I, I get, we're trying to get away from names, but uh, I, I can. Uh, I and can the, send a shout the out. The fact you we, call attention to that all the time is almost as bad as just using the name. just using names. the name. Should I use the first name? No, don't, don't just, even do just, it. Just, what's the topic that they were interested in? They well, they they picked up on uh, the uh, fictitious Venezuelan beaver cheese now, that I mentioned. That's interesting because when you said Venezuelan beaver cheese in the podcast, I had assumed that you had made that up. No. But that is... That's a Monty Python. It's a Monty Python... Yeah, it's in the, the Cheese Shop episode. Cheese Shop episode. Yes. Venezuelan beaver cheese. Yes. Monty Python. Okay. Yes. Just, so you stole just, it. Just, I, I stole well, it. That's but, good. you know, we, we're getting well, around to saying If you're going to steal, from. steal from the best. Exactly. That's all. That's right. right. You know, so... But um, no, uh, it's actually someone we knew. I knew. Uh, yep. And uh, uh, she's a, a big fan and gave us a funny story too, which I will not repeat because uh, not... I don't want to do that. But but yeah, so, since we're getting away from It names, was icky. It was an icky it was, story. It was icky, but it was cool. I liked it. So I... I just so everyone knows, I answered her in in very short amount of time. So since you know we haven't been getting a lot oh, of emails, I'll, I'll actually answer emails. That's a bonus. If you email us now, we will answer you before before we have become epically successful and we have to hire. You know, we have to get our own office and we yeah. have to hire a staff. Right now, if you email on us, we will answer directly. Varpus, print out that email. We're gonna make a tickler file. A t- what the hell is Thanks. T- tickler file? A tickler file. It's just a file you keep stuff in. You know, that's, that's, I, I don't know. You what, never heard that term? Never it's heard of a, a tickler file. I don't know. I, yeah. Anyway, Varpus is gonna gonna make it for oh. us. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, podcasting bravely forward where angels fear to tread. Yep. That's that's what we're doing. So all right. You've been listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh, spooky. It's very spooky. Uh, and that was a great topic. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed talking about that. Uh, hopefully we'll go back and talk oh, about yeah, it Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again. Sure. Uh, we also talked about um, processed meats or deli meats. Mm. No, no. Uh, and we talked a little bit about podcasting today. So we hope you really enjoyed listening to it. We love making this podcast. Absolutely. And uh, please uh, feel free to email us and uh, let us know what you think. Thanks. Thanks.
This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website, as you've probably guessed, at pretendtoimagine.com. Web designed by Small Hall Studios, produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. If you can, please give us five stars to get the word out about our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.